0: Hi, I'm Addie George with Plan Sponsor Consultants, and I will be one of your hosts here on the Plan Sponsor Consultants podcast. We strive each week to bring to light a topic relevant to those who administer a retirement plan for their employees. I am joined again today by Mike Kane, our Founder and Managing Director. Good morning, Mike.
1: Good morning, Addie.
0: Today Mm -hmm. we're gonna be talking about testing-related employer contribution safe harbor provisions for employer-sponsored retirement plans. That sounds like a lot of words. Bear with us. (laughs) Before we jump into it, please remember that this information is designed to educate plan sponsors, but is not intended as authoritative guidance or tax or legal advice. Each plan has unique requirements, and you should consult your attorney or tax advisor for guidance on your specific situation. You can find out more information about today's topics, all of our topics, and our firm on our website at plansponsorconsultants.com.
1: Yeah, that's great advice, and it kind of reminds me um, of the topic today of one of our previous topics on behavioral finance having to do with inertia and how uh, the safe harbor of auto enrollment and auto escalation uh, helps folks have better retirement outcomes. Uh, We talk about safe harbors. It's important that you also consult with advisors, attorneys, record keepers, uh, to understand the nuances around your plan.
0: So let's start with a definition, as usual. Mike, can you define what is a safe harbor in this context? Yes,
1: i uh, be, be happy to do so. Um, a safe harbor is a legal provision to reduce or eliminate legal or regulatory liability in certain situations as long as certain conditions are
0: met. That's a great definition, and I think encompasses some of the elements of safe harbor that are often passed over. Like we mentioned in a previous episode, there's safe harbors for electronic delivery or 404C compliance and a host of other things. Oftentimes, and honestly, even if you were to Google for it, you will find safe harbor specifically in the context of the types of safe harbors that allow a plan to avoid most of their annual compliance testing.
1: Yep and and those are the types of safe harbors we'll be discussing today they have become increasingly popular and worth considering at least documenting that there has been some due diligence on this uh, whether or not it's a fit for your plan or not
0: agreed as we have mentioned this may or may not be a fit for your plan but it never hurts to document that you have at least considered it and documented why you feel it is or isn't a good fit for your plan There are actually three specific safe harbors in this regard, and we'll get into some of those specifics a little bit later in this episode. But let's start with some discussion about why a plan sponsor might consider a safe harbor for their plan, if you don't already have one.
1: Um, Yeah, great. So one of the top reasons we hear from plan sponsor is something along the lines that my HCEs, highly compensated employees, are tired of getting taxable money back for their 401k contribution at the end of testing each year. And this is because the plan has failed non-discrimination testing and the HCES have excess contributions.
0: This is definitely a trigger that plan sponsors hear, right? Those highly compensated can be very loud voices in your organization. The safe harbor can help primarily when you have lower participation or deferral rates among your non-highly comps. And you want to allow those highly compensated employees to maximize on their ability to save, up to the IRS limits, of course.
1: Correct. So when those highly compensated employees are having their deferrals reduced and limiting their retirement plan savings and reductions in their taxable compensation, they can be vocal and can definitely be a consideration for plan sponsors. Uh, But other considerations of testing, of course, are also helping employees to save. You can use a safe harbor to help increase participation uh, or deferral rates. So while we're talking about other considerations, let's not forget there, are, of course, budgetary considerations or financial considerations as well.
0: We had mentioned that there are three match options safe harbors with this type of plan. But before we get into some of those specifics, let's get into the two consistent requirements that apply across the board. The first is that employers must make a contribution on their employees' behalf. And the second is that those contributions have to be immediately vested.
1: That's right. And and an important financial consideration will kind of lead us to the next step, which is the three contribution options for Safe Harbor. We would highly encourage you to seek out some financial modeling to determine which, if any of these, makes sense for your population or demographics, Um, and to most help you reach your goal?
0: Let's start to sort of introduce those three options. The first is pretty simple. It's a 3% non-elective contribution. This means that each employee, regardless of if they defer anything, um, you're going to put in 3% of their annual compensation. This is going to basically automatically enroll everybody, and it's going to create at least some savings for your employees by your contribution each year. This does not help you increased average deferral rates and depending on your population may or may not make financial sense um, and it may or may not aid in your organization's goals
1: um, yeah and the second option is the the most common one we see this is called the, the basic safe harbor match in this formula in a poor match is the first hundred uh, percent of the first three plus fifty percent of the deferrals between three and five or a total match of four percent or better this is an incentive for employees uh, to participate as they have to put money in to get the match encouraging uh, a match cap of basically five percent that they put aside or at least that much in retirement savings so there's an incentive here for those that do participate so if you think about behavioral finance you know one of the, the, the advocate, Advocacies is that, and what advisors say and um, the behaviorists say is that you need to save at least 10%. So having this basic match will put you in nine, so you're pretty close.
0: The third option is an automatic enrollment safe harbor, and there are two different match formulas under this. Um, regardless, you must automatically enroll employees at at least 3% of compensation, and then you must have an automatic increase until they hit at least a six. And it can be higher. You can do your own plan design, but those are the minimums. Um, Of course, that's unless the participant takes action and opts out or selects their own deferral rate along the way. Um, Along with this, the employer must make one of the two matching formulas.
1: Correct. Uh, Again, the simple one is the same non electric contribution of 3% of comp, regardless of deferral rate. So, they would have to be auto enrolled at a minimum of three, but even if they were to go in and change it to zero, the employer would still put in 3%.
0: And the second match formula option is 100% up to one of the first 1%, and then 50% of everything from one to six, which basically comes out to a maximum of four. Just like the safe harbor provision before that does not mandate auto-enrollment or auto-escalation, it does have a higher match cap, encouraging people to hit that 6% in order to maximize your employer match.
1: Got it. So to conclude, I uh, would encourage you to work with your record keeper, TPA, or advise or discuss your goals by adding a safe harbor or changing your safe harbor and, and to do some financial modeling around each of these models that may be a 5th for your organization. So even if you don't do it, you have the documentation that at least you examined it.
0: And just to be aware, most of this modeling is going to have to make quite a few assumptions. So be aware of those and be patient in the process. But there are assumptions that have to be made to model because you can't know exactly what your participants are going to do.
1: Yep. With that, we refer you once again to our website, PlansponsorConsultants.com. And link in the description here to our plan sponsor guide for Safe Harbor 401k plans for more information.
0: And with that, we will see you next week here at the Plan Sponsor Consultants Podcast.